The following program contains irreverent humor, brilliant insights, and story elements from television or film that may give away important details. We got spoilers, or as they say in Klingon, Gumaka. Don't say we didn't warn you. For science fiction and comic book writers, putting their characters in an alternate universe is an easy way to get the characters to boldly go even further than they'd ever gone before. In the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery, Despite Yourself, Michael Burnham finally goes into the Mirror Universe and discovers she's amazing everywhere. Just like me. What the Trek? Welcome to the podcast where we fabulously explore all the strange new episodes from the TV series Star Trek Discovery. In my universe, I'm the ship's captain, Fausto Fernos. But in this new discounted mirror universe, I'm the guy who has to clean the toilets with a sonic toothbrush, probably yours. Please welcome our science officer, Mark Felian, who doesn't have a goatee in this universe, but does have a pet goat. Meh. Please welcome our ruthless captain, Colette Gregory, who took control of the ship by killing everyone with laughter. Mm, come inside my blackest mirror. <laughs> and Brian Sweeney, our ship's feel-good fun time officer who made a clone of himself when I told him to go fuck himself. But then the clone got all the feels and wanted a relationship first, so we tossed him out of an airlock. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. I have a goatee on my balls. That's how you can tell it's the evil Brian. Thank you. <laughs> well, what kind of, what do you have on your balls right now? Uh, like a beard. Okay. A, a regular beard. <laughs> I just want to clarify one thing. How do we know it's not the copy of you that we threw out the airlock and the actual you? Well, if I was the copy, would I be here? There. I think that's good. Let's move on. <laughs> well, this is a Mirror Universe podcast. Uh, you're listening to Famine of Responsibility, not Feast of Fun. For people who are just catching uh, the show, it's What the Trek, right? Where we examine the series Star Trek Discovery and all the sort of themes that are brought up by the show. And in this episode, we finally get into... The mirror universe, or they call it now the alternate universe, as Alice, Michael Burnham, falls through the looking glass. Mm. Who is the Jabberwocky and who is the Queen of Hearts? Mm, that's the big question, because the Queen of Hearts would be who's the Emperor? Well, the Queen of Hearts was in the episode Shore Leave of the uh, <laughs> original series. Actually, she wasn't, but they did discuss her. Mm. And so was Alice in Wonderland. So Michael Burnham said in the pilot episode that Alice in Wonderland was a very important book for her and it guided her throughout her life. And we really haven't seen much of that in the the fall the you know the, the in Star Trek Discovery until now that she's sort of gone onto the other side. And in Alice in Wonderland, there are two major sinister forces: uh, the the Queen of Hearts and the Jabberwocky. Mm. Um, the Queen of Hearts, of, as for people who are familiar with the Disney version, it's who's been painting my roses red? <laughs> Who dares to taint with vulgar paint the royal flower bed? He said taint. So for painting the roses red, someone shall lose their head. And the Queen of Hearts is a ruthless 
uh, dictator. monarch, yeah. uh-huh. dictator. Who in the in the Star Trek universe is the ruthless emperor? Who's the who's the person they're all fearing? Is it? We don't know yet. I, I mean, uh, Michelle Yao might be. People are saying that, but they're also saying the Sarek. But I don't know how that's going to be because isn't he a Vulcan and uh, isn't like this run by humans? But they showed they showed Sarek in the trailer or the mm-hmm. teaser for next uh, next week, week. next yeah. week's episode. So, I don't know. Well, I don't think he's like that they a queen have. of hearts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, he's the one with has the goatee of all yeah. the characters. Where I was like, where's the goatee? How can you have the Star Trek mirror universe? Who is the Jabberwocky? Who is the malef- malevolent? force of nature that is going to consume everyone uh well i thought um doug jones uh, saru? yeah sir or what's his name is it saru know the names of the characters because uh they were talking about it was savage the emperor is savage but they made sure not to use pronouns well the thing is though too is like when you look at his species in this universe is they, they're prey right and so in the mirror universe, he's going to be oh, the predator. predator. Yeah. So he'd yeah. probably be like the ultimate predator. Oh, shit. You and know? his de- ganglia but, got But it's a Terran empire. Yeah. So how are they going to have somebody who's not Terran in charge? So it's probably going to be Michelle Yao, right? As, you know, Philippa Giorgio. I, yeah. Well, there's two things, right? There's the malevolent uh, supernatural force, and then there's the ruthless leader. Mm. So it could be two things that he, that uh, Alice is going to be facing. Mm. Mm. And you know, another tenant of Alice in Wonderland is her uh, changing shape and size. And we saw a, a little bit of allegory with the with the um, tardigrade, the tardigrade in in the first couple of episodes. But we really haven't seen uh, uh, the themes of big and small, or you know, trying to fit into tiny spaces mm-hmm. or being too big to get into something either well, metaphorically. Tyler, Tyler at the end was going to probably put it in her butt, right? In Michael's butt. <laughs> well, and he's, you know, if, the, if he was actually a Klingon, they, you know, they, they, they shrunk him, so there yeah. you go. Oh, yeah, they mashed his bones up, so, <laughs> he, but he can still whip it out because uh, he was ready to. He was yeah, like, that's hey. that's the test. Yeah, that's the test? I think the test is to see, like, if he's really human, does he have, the does he equipment look like no it's supposed to look we can morph that stuff you know yeah i'm just glad that we live in such a positive forward-thinking universe in the future because this is earth in the future right where we can get our dicks to look anything we want them to oh my god hell yeah well like tyler got a fucking murder boner because he killed anthony rapp and fucking uh no 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 he he killed uh, my so-called life but um (laughs) Uh, Michael had just killed the guy who looked like James Franco. Yeah, so Connor. in the in the elevator. Mm-hmm. So both of them got murder boners. <laughs> so Is much that a so thing that a murder boner. Hell yes. yeah. After you kill someone, you, you come get really a little horny. bit. Um, so, and so like Tyler's just like sitting there in Michael's room, and Michael comes in, and she's like, oh, he's like, oh, don't worry, it's not fucking, it's not creepy. I know your passcode because I'm the security chief on the I other one, and, but I know everyone's. And Michael's like, oh. And then okay. just starts taking her boots off because like, she's going to get into like some foot play. That doesn't seem like it's protocol, right? I can't imagine. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't imagine that Like, the why would you have office... it memorized? Like, you know, yeah. like everybody's, yeah. too. Yeah. It was uh, like 300 and something mm-hmm. on the Discovery. Well, he's obviously suspect, and he's obviously a Klingon. 
So it was a big revelation right there in the their they're in the parallel mirror universe, whatever mm-hmm. they want they're calling it. And also Ash's Vok. And and Laurel's going, What the Vok? You're not Vok or <laughs> you know, she she something's obviously. Oh, yeah, she gone tried wrong. to do the Klingon prayer to like bring him out. And then they had this really hot kink moment, which I was like, Okay, is this is this Star Trek Discovery or is <laughs> this IML? Intergalactic Mr. Leather. Okay, this is the kink stuff that happened. So he and Laurel get into it, right? And he's like choking her. Mm, and she does okay, not yeah. seem to be disturbed in any way. She was like, Yes, yes, this is how I like it, yes. <laughs> That's Klingon. That's what Colette calls Tuesday. <laughs> and then he says to her, oh, my God. So then he says, uh, you know, he says something to her and she goes back like, you have uh, many different tastes. Mm. That's what she says while he is choking her. So I was like, OK, they do some like little kinky right. stuff. He you eats know. pineapple sometimes. Then also the new outfits are, you know, kind of black latex, very tight, very form fitting. And then when remember when like uh, Tilly was talking or Kelly was talking to Connor and she's like, you can lick my boots. And then he smiled all like seductively at the thought of licking her boots. Well, he was going to rip her his tongue out and then use it. His mm-hmm. ripped out tongue to lick her, lick her boots. But he was happy about it. So it was a little shame. Of kink, you know. So they get turned we got like we got stuff. like five shades of the gray in this episode. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you want a glass of water? What is a kink? A Klingon Sorry, coming have, for two hundred, Alex? So I have something in my throat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm speaking Klingon. We finally see Klingon again because there hadn't really been. Uh, Thankfully, uh, mm-hmm. I guess they, they they sort of went into English because they finally got the translators. Mm-hmm. But now we see them. Now it's kind of like, are we going to see any more Klingon in the future? I would think so, yeah. Here and there, I would imagine they'll use it sparingly. I think most people probably have not reacted too well to it because it seems like when they do speak Klingon, it it drags it along. And plus, you know, Americans don't like to read. (laughs) But it it just, it takes so long to get one sentence out and you can't act like that. You can see the actress who plays Laurel when she she actually is able to show emotion and you understand what's reading on her face when she says lines in English because that's her that she can speak that like and it's a normal mm-hmm. earth language that we understand so this exotic English language <laughs> but the alternate the alternate universe rules are uh, people have scars. People will have an eye patch. That's how you know you're in an alternate universe where these things happen. Um, people are overtly sexual constantly. Like they will just like start making out with anything to show their dominance. And vice is rampant. Like and so people give in to all their sexual urges. They murder. They gamble. They drink. They do it all. Apparently, they flat iron their hair. In the case of Tilly. <laughs> Yes. Well, that was, I mean, she got a blonde wig. She's yeah. wearing a wig, isn't she? It is she? a wig. It's a yeah. really yeah. bad wig, yeah. too. It's not good. I thought we would see a little bit of boobies. That's for, what I thought. Sex, yeah. I thought it was going to be like sexy mirror Tilly, mm-hmm. but no. Because people to. have a boner, uh, like in terms of all the fans of the show, they're really hot for who? Uh, Saru or Tilly, right? 
Well, I get you know. I don't Who's know. the sex symbol of a I discovery? They're all, they're all nerds. <laughs> I don't think anyone is that you crazy know? about this show. I mean, like I don't, I don't see. Like, I don't and fan things saying that they like love Tilly. They're like she's my favorite. Yeah, more Tilly. I love Tilly. Yeah, people say that because she's the only person that shows like emotion uh, mm. that isn't just anger and hatred. Mm. So like it, it is the easiest character to latch onto, and it's like oh she's an Aspie or whatever. And so people are like, oh, she's not neurotypical, and that's like me, or whatever. But I, I think it's more just because it's very hard to like any of these characters or understand mm-hmm. these characters or try to see yourself or be like, I want to hang out with these people. And so, like, Tilly, at least, isn't constantly, like, murder and mm-hmm. darkness. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, she says the F word sometimes, so I like her. Also, remember that one where there was, like, the party and she was trying to hook up with... She was trying to hook up with everybody at that party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was trying to get, yeah. you know, She's get it in. down to get dicked. So I'm wondering what... And puss, too. Yeah, so puss and dick. I want to... And whatever. And, like, whatever boots. fish puss shit Saru has. Yeah. So I'm curious what she gonna do in the mirror universe since she already was down to clown. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, down the clown? Down to clown. Yeah, yeah. and then Saru said, like... Uh, <laughs> that's like a Captain <laughs> Captain Killy. Well, that's not very clever. And it's like... Well, you I, wrote it. Yes, I hate when <laughs> writers fucking do that when they and they you see it like on Twitter a lot too. Like this is a good joke, haha, or like sorry for this, ha ha ha. And it's like, well, why'd you write it then? Come up with something better. Yeah, I don't Empress know. Empress of death and destruction. Well, I, I mean, Jonathan Frakes d- directed this. He's definitely a Star Trek veteran, and you know this parallel universe concept is very much an idea that's classic Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Although it's they never tying did it, it to the franchise. They, they never did it in his franchise on, on The Next Generation. They, they kind of did it with Yesterday's Enterprise. They didn't mm-hmm. go into this mere universe, but they mm-hmm. did go to an alternate universe that was like the mere universe. Uh, but they went to it in, obviously, the original series, um, Deep Space Nine quite a bit, and Enterprise. Mm. But they've they've always had alternate universes in, but this is the main with the Terran Empire, Empire the one that uh, everyone thinks of with Star Trek with Spock with the goatee and stuff. Didn't Jonathan Frakes direct the last episode as well, or is this the only episode he did um, of the series? Because you know I, I think they're trying to inject more uh, Star Trek goodness into Discovery. And it just feels like this. You were saying, and Brian, I, I want to kind of talk about this with you, that especially like in Star Wars with The Last Jedi and where Star Trek Discovery is right now, and just a lot of science fiction franchises, it seems like the writers almost resent the legacy that they have to withhold into their writing, and they're just doing everything they can to shit and piss and kill off anything that stands in their way of their creativity. Well, I don't know. I I don't think that necessarily. I, I feel that Brian Fuller loved Star Trek and, what, and understood it, possibly, but he's gone. And so what you have are people that are possibly good writers for television or whatever, but they don't necessarily want to be beholden to the Star Trek legacy. And a lot of people, when you say, like, this doesn't feel like Star Trek, and then people say, like, oh, just fucking like it as a show. Like, why does it have to be Star Trek? And it's like, well, they called it Star Trek Discovery for a reason. They did that because they wanted, it's a lot like 
Jacob Dylan, the singer from The Wallflowers. What? He Where is, is this going? He's Bob Dylan's son. So... He, when he came out with the wallflowers, he's put an edict and said, I don't want to be asked about my dad. And it's like, well, that's fucking convenient, is it? Because your dad's real name is Robert Zimmerman. You took his stage name and put it onto your own so that you could get in the door as Jacob Dylan. And now you're saying, oh, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this wallflower shit. So I feel like if you're going to take all the things of Star Trek mm-hmm. and say, like, I'm going to take this ship and... All the fans are going to come over and then pay for it or whatever. You have to accept that people are going to expect something from it. And I honestly don't know what this show is about. They use the mirror universe in this episode. I don't know what this episode's about. I don't know why they're in the mirror universe. They spent the first half an hour looking around being like, this place is different. And we're just like, you're in the fucking mirror universe. Can we get on with it? We uh, we know where you are. And they're like, what is this? We've been expecting it for months now. And then they had Ash Tyler to like, go over to that ship that's not really a Klingon ship, but maybe it kind of is, and get this thing. And then they have this like five minute sequence of special effects. And it's like, that's great. Yes, you guys spend literally $8 million an episode and you show it on the screen. But who gives a shit? Like, who gives a shit if like it doesn't serve the plot? If it's just special effects for special effects, and then when they finally get to the mirror universe, it's basically like they walk in and they have like a nice like fun moment where like they're like, ooh, look at how things are different here. And then it ends. Mm. And it's like, well, tune in next time and we'll get to it. Which they basically is, just walk through the front door too, like no problems. But that's at all. exactly what happened with the fuck with the two hour pilot episode. Mm. It was like, well, now we're in the real show in the second the third episode. And it's like, well, why did we do this? Like, what are we doing? And there's still like not really a reason why Sarek is her dad and raised her and stuff like why? Like, I don't know who these people are. Well, I would say that, you know, from watching the behind the scenes interviews with the writers and producers and actors, it seems there's a, um, you know, a, a lack of intellectual curiosity. And I'm saying this just as respectful as I can, you know, that they're sort of happy that they're in the Star Trek franchise, mm-hmm. but they don't really understand what Star Trek is about and what all these stories are about. And, you know, Star Trek in many ways uh, was a kindred cousin of a lot of the writing of Carl Sagan and Cosmos. And, you know, if these guys just picked up a couple of Carl Sagan's books and read those again to sort of draw, get inspirations and get ideas, it would really help their writing a lot. And they're just, like, listening to them talk, they're just not curious about astronomy or astrobiology or space exploration. Billions and billions <laughs> of storylines. They're not. They're, they're just also a, too, you know, and science fiction is an allegory yeah. to our modern day right. world using a lot of these very mm-hmm. heady concepts mm-hmm. and a good writer sort of takes a very complicated idea and makes it acceptable not and even, approachable. N- and that nothing, yeah. none of that's happening here. But to me it's like I feel like, you know, with Star Wars and where Star Trek is right now, it, in some ways it's, it's, it's more of a parody of itself than Orville is. And so I'm really enjoying the fact that they've sort of made Star Trek, you know, very gay, very multicultural, very diverse. Um, and, and in some ways it's kind of like, it, it's fun to see the white boys club get pissed on a little bit. But they're not going to because no one will look at this show and then say... That's Star Trek. Like when you say Star Trek, it will be the white boys club. Well, it's a that it, because of it. 
because like the I don't know about that. Like I'm, I feel like that's I understand liking that there's gay people or whatever that there's multiculturalism, but that is. It's that is like like Greta Gerwig where it's dating this episode, but it was at the Golden Globes. She wore black because Me Too movement. Great. She was asked about Woody Allen. She said, oh, I'm not really thinking about that right now. I'm just so happy about that. And it's like, well, you it's it's director of Lady Bird. So it's like and that's fine because I don't know what I would say. I'm not saying she had to do something, but I feel like if you're going to wear black in this case or take on the Star Trek thing and then be like, look what we're doing, gay characters, two guys kiss, Mm -hmm. but have absolutely nothing else to it, it's the exact same shit as like... Like the Democrats or whatever, like that they that many people like say like that they constantly are reaching out to black people, but not really trying anything mm-hmm. and not helping them along mm-hmm. the way. They, and then that's like, well, they're better than Republicans. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, is that where we are? Like, well, is yeah, that I mean, enough? With this gay relationship, there's not, there's not much been, ex- you know, we're on episode 10 now. There hasn't been that much exploration. We didn't get a kiss until, like, what was it, episode 8 or something? And it wasn't and then, like a... It, it, it and then they killed him. But, yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then he kissed kiss him in again. this. But the kiss in this episode is when he's in, like, an almost comatose state. Mm-hmm. And the other time when he kisses him, it wasn't, it was like like he was crazy at that point also mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah you did that but it they in the deep in deep space nine they had two women kiss in at least two episodes and it's like and it was meaningful like yeah, they were a ro- behind or the first one the second one was a mere universe but like the first one was a romantic kiss and it was like yes but you know it's actually a male host inside of the woman <laughs> but it's like that's what this is it, it just it's it's frustrating to me because for if we keep we keep saying and we've said it from from the first episode like well you gotta give it time it's mm-hmm. like all right well, where are we now episode well, nine we're, we're in the mirror universe where star trek is having a hard time right now and in the other u- mirror universe it's amazing i wish we were watching that show right now but, <laughs> but, but like what did, but, but what did this mirror universe teach show us like what's what did it put a point on like because in the original series when we went to the mirror mm-hmm. universe it's a show like Kirk gives a big speech to Mir Spock of how, like, you don't have to be like this. Like, this, we once were like this, and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, human beings can be more. This, it's just like, hey, isn't this fun we're doing this? Isn't this cool that we're in the mirror universe? And, like, well, nothing is special about it? some exploration of, like, Burnham's alternate life had she not been blamed for the revolt. Because I'm not going to say yeah. she caused it. Um, so I think there'll be... You mean the war? The war. <laughs> the whatever the kids are calling it in the streets. Um, that she... Well, the Klingons... It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be an exploration of like what it would have been like for her to be a captain um, if Georgiou's still alive. Um, an exploration of their relationship or you know her seeing Georgiou in a different light. Um, I think there's probably going to be some point where she's not going to want to go back to the actual universe she'll want to stay there because there she has power or at least like some type of like tension between that i think that it could also be because it's pure in mm-hmm. that because it is just an animalistic world yeah. of like kill or be killed and you're always watching your back and you're always ready but i don't think that that necessarily is what she wants mm-hmm. but I, I don't know i'm just saying that mm-hmm. but what you said about how like it's she's gonna be looking at it the guy looks like james franco mm-hmm. that she kills when she sees him, she actually, there's a moment where they act, where she acts on her face like you can tell, like she's fucked up because she's seeing this guy that died yeah. because of her actions. Mm-hmm. 
And now she's killed and, him twice. Yes, but even before she killed him, she. But what was weird is when they do the elevator fight, they should. And the obvious thing is to have her be like, don't make me do this. Like, she mm-hmm. would try to look again. away, yeah. try to find every other way because I don't want to have to repeat that. Like, I don't, this is the, I get a second chance here. Like, yeah, but she's also a, told by her captain, like, you know, do whatever it takes. I understand that, but you know. which one is more dramatically satisfying? Like, which one would you want to watch where it's like, hey, they, they did a fight in an elevator and, and she got she to do the Vulcan yeah, the fight was kind of boring. Because it's the same shit. Yeah. Like, fighting for the sake of fighting uh-huh. isn't interesting like again like going back to like uh, like Captain America Civil War like where Captain America and Iron Man are punching each other at the end of it and then they're just punching and it's Tony and Steve if that was the first time we saw them or before like all the history it's like oh that's cool that Iron Man and Captain America are fighting but when they do it in Civil War, you're like, stop. Like, don't do that, guys. Like, I, Yeah, like, I don't like this. Like, this is upsetting. And this is, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And when you don't have that. You're not invested in the characters. Yeah, and when you don't have. And that's very sad to me because, like, I want to love like, all of You this. want to love them, Captain. Love them all. <laughs> uh, Lorca is, uh, I guess, he is he from the Mirror Universe? So we're still kind of on the fence about that. We don't I know. don't think so. We don't know. But does he have knowledge of it? I mean, That's he's badass. You can I'm tell. I'm guessing that maybe the real Lorca uh, of the Star Trek universe was a monster and asshole. And who we know right now is the Mirror Universe Lorca. Because there is, there is, they're hinting at it. And right now what we've seen so far with all the big reveals is that if Star Trek Discovery hints at something, mm-hmm. odds are they're going to pay well, off. Well, and also, too, you have, you know, Stamets, when he came back from one of his jumps, he referred to as, as to Tully as the, or Killy as captain, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he's doing these jumps, if he's doing these things, he's going to have to make some kind of report to somebody. Who's he going to report to? He's going to have to report to the captain, unless he's sure. keeping these things all to himself. So the captain probably has information from Stamets that we're not aware of yet. Well, she is. I mean, she is the captain now. And uh, Lorca, I mean, it was cool when he just smashed his face into the room. like, uh-huh. okay, ready? And, like, <laughs> you can tell the actor uh, is having a great time mm. doing, like, being, like, this super macho asshole guy and whatever who we're not quite sure of, and he's great. But, um, and they also, it was, yes, it's very convenient that uh, Captain Lork is on the run, quote-unquote, in the Mirror Universe. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, look, there's an opening for you to come in. I and think there's only one Lorca. I think the other Lorca died somehow. He may have died in the Battle of the Binary Stars. Yeah. Mm. And Lorca, um, and maybe that's why he needs eye drops or something. Maybe it's darker there. I don't know. Anyway, but also, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe the eyes come from the alternate. Maybe yeah. he killed the guy from the alternate universe and took his maybe eyes. Maybe he took Jordy's eyes. <laughs> and that was, but that's, that's how like, originally Jordy lost his oh vision because this is the prequel and the entire show mm-hmm. is just about how Jordy lost his vision. He had such beautiful blue eyes, that Jordy. Aww. Aww. But Lorca. Um, Jordy's in his blue eyes. <laughs> he, he, he had blue eyes at right? first contact. Yeah, yeah. He got the blue eyes. Um, Lorca did a Scottish accent when Killy said, "It's like here's my engineer," and he did an actual accent, not like the "Oh, Captain," that James doing. Oh, of course, it was a total callback to the original Star Trek. But James doing wasn't really Scottish, right? No, James doing no. So it was kind of a shady thing to James Doohan to like. This is what a real Scottish accent sounds like. Well, they tried to do that. The actor is from the UK. They tried, yeah. 
and they tried to do it with Simon Pegg. Tried to he has more of a Scottish accent, but he didn't go full Scottish mm-hmm. because you can't understand he didn't, it. Yeah, and so he didn't want that for the American Star Trek. So he did like something anti Yelchin. <laughs> they were like, hey. He's like, oh, good. I'm Russian. I speak Russian, so this is I can do Russian accents. And they're like, yes, but you have to say Wessels. And he's like, we don't what? Like no, and they're like, just do that. So like, he had to do that just because uh, Walter Koenig decided one Wessels. day. It's like, oh yes, it's a invention um, type of thing. But invention. Yeah, but he. But did. they do say Wessels, don't they, in Russian or no? Nuclear Wessels. They don't. We ran into our, our Bosnian friend. He's like, I'm sick. I have virus. And we're like, virus. you have what? Because I have virus. <laughs> The walrus. Was it was a, a virus. The V's are W's, but the V's aren't. What is it? The W's. The, the, the W's aren't V's. Is but that, isn't it more like whoosh? Like a, no, it's a weirus. Well, in the new uh, Tom of Finland movie, uh, they, he's like, it is just a weirus. Yeah. But isn't that Finnish? Finish. Yeah, well, you know. But finishes up. <laughs> finish, oh. Finishes related yeah, no. to finish finish related Turkish. Well, Foxy related Kim is Turkish. listening to this and just dying. <laughs> <laughs> Foxy Kim? <laughs> no money. <laughs> Foxy, Foxy Brown, I was thinking of. She can't listen to any of So, so uh, is is Dr. Dr. Rent, um, Damn it. Dr. Culver Wilson Cruz, is he dead or alive? They can't kill him. They're spinning him. us right round. Every interview, they keep talking about it because, you know, they've been interviewed with, uh, on different things and they're like, he's not dead, he's not dead, he's not dead. And they're making such a point of saying he's not dead. It, it seems weird because most of the times you'd be like, just have to wait and see. Just have to wait and see. But for whatever reason. Because they don't reason, want the gays to revolt. Yeah. They're like, it's okay. You know? Don't get Because, you know, there's a, th- there's a concept, a you know, in film and television, what called called like bury the gays, where it's like, you know, a gay, can't ha- a gay person can't have a happy ending mm-hmm. or they have to die and there was recently a television show where like they killed off the lesbian character and the like, no, they always kill the lesbians yeah. yeah and so it's like you know gay people are always getting murdered and killed and things and like can't they just have like a happy ending well if you wanted us to live you wouldn't have made red the first color in the rainbow flag <laughs> um there's no red shirts now no. it's the rainbow flag is the the so i guess it's just a matter of time before uh Stamets passes on too then yeah 520 but, whatever um, so what happens so the, we see that he gets his neck twisted does he have like a bionic neck does he come back i want is him it, to be in the sort of the wheelchair with a little light on it and going boop, boop. i think that they figured out a way to fix it because they i don't know they said that there is the uh Enterprise with, or not the Enterprise, the Discovery that isn't like their own signature or whatever mm-hmm. in in like the temporal whatever they say, like in the rift type of thing. So like, there's a what? million ways that you can bring Wilson Cruz back if you want to, but it's uh, it's it's super like I don't know. It's like another thing where. Ash Tyler, like, they're like, hey, well, we just found out all this mm. stuff about you, and then he just breaks his neck, and mm. then whatever. And but, like, like, walks away, like, no nurse comes yeah, in. And, but it's because it's like, but it's because it's like, haha, now no one knows, and we can carry on with this bullshit, mm. like, for more. But it's but, also like, they, but, yeah. they snap the neck and then just move on from it like they he's like oh the enemy is here and then it just goes to commercial and it's never brought up again like we don't see because we need we need to like 
mourn or something like they they should have shown like wilson cruz's body or something and again people will be like well wait till the next episode and it's mm-hmm. like well how many times are you going to say that mm-hmm. and how many times are you just not going to tell a mm-hmm. story because you want to keep having reveals show up later and be like well wait well wait 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 and it's like this has happened this is happening this happens like last jedi this happens on like Westworld. This happens on Star Trek Discovery. All of these shows, like there's so many of the prestige shows that feel like they can come up with ideas and they're like, this is going to be a good twist. And they have 13 episodes to show it. And they're like, but we won't show it until episode eight. So like you just have people like spinning their wheels doing nothing for mm-hmm. episodes. And, and like, you're you like, you could have had them do the, the next episode and then moved on and come up with something else. Creative yes, which is what, what used to happen. Like Listen, that's what you used to write All for. you need to do is have Harry Kim grab the baby and Dr. Culver and come on through the <laughs> hole and come out the other side. That's all they need to do is basically create a shift, a rift, or something well, in the space Why would it be Harry Kimmel? Bombard it with tachyons. Listen, there's science behind it. Just bombard it with tachyons, create a hole in the rift, hmm, and bring the okay. baby and Harry Kim over. Oh, you know it's, what? It seems fair, right? And yeah, I don't know why Harry Kim, but yes. Because this is a, this is a trope. This is a Voyager, criticism the of Voyager a, was attacked by the Vidians, and there was two Voyagers because they were out of phase with each other. Yeah, and they attacked the one ship. Wasn't that V two or something or V and so the, Voyager and, cubed? It was something like that. Yeah. Right. It's listen. There's no shortage of of weak plot lines mm-hmm. in any Star Trek episodes. And maybe you know, 50 years from now, there'll be a podcast criticizing the latest Star Trek episodes, going, "They're not as good as Discovery." But I mean, that's sad. <laughs> but I would say, like, what's a, that's sad. what's a good episode? Because it's not just like this is like I hate new stuff. Like I don't at all. Like and. I, I just see that, like, they don't seem to like the fact that they've hamstrung, is that a word? That, that, that they've, like, forced themselves into this box of, like, it's all happening with the backdrop of the Klingon War. Because that's, like, obviously, like, they don't really care about that because we haven't really seen anything mm-hmm. aside from, like, big, stupid space battles. But, like, we don't see the toll, like what's happening, what's happening throughout the sector. We don't get like reports or whatever. And so they don't really, I don't think like that. I think there's a lot of stuff that they opened up with and didn't really plan ahead. And they haven't spent enough time with the core characters. There's still the people that they come on the bridge. Like we don't know any of these people still like None of them. There's a mm-hmm. black guy in the on the show now that he finally had a, a word. Why did you look at me when you said that? Because you're a woman. Um, oh, okay. And, um, well, and they well, can't resist black men. There's also yeah. another black woman on the, on Everyone the deck knows that we're that. seeing. She actually had a, she had a line, what, a couple weeks ago, and now she had a couple lines. And no, I know, but this hair. was the first time this, the black dude like finally said yeah, something. He like he had, Yeah, he had like a couple lines. He and said, hey. Make sure you don't trip on that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a huge dick because he's black? Is that what it? Oh, I thought that, that was the joke. Paging Excuse Mr. Excuse me while I whip Mr. this out, Captain. The <laughs> oh, there's a breach in the hole. Don't oh, fall for it. It's not true. Your huge black dick. 
Oh no! Just a mess, like unicorns. You're just trying to keep all the big dicks to yourself. She doesn't date black. Let's talk about the fashion here in in the mirror universe. I think it had a kind of a nice Buck Rogers kind of Buck Rogers. Mongol war. What is it? The uh, Ming the Merciless. Ming, yeah. It, it had a very exotic, you know, sort of classic mm-hmm. sci-fi. Well, look it had some to armor it. to it. There was some like leather. There was like tops. You know what we didn't see though? And we, the didn't see, we didn't see skin. We, we see in the mirror universes, you know, in the original episode or the original series, and in Deep Space Nine, it's you sexy. saw a lot of skin. There was boobies. There was midriffs. Like it was a horror. You saw her belly button. That kind of stuff. I assume you saw our belly button. But I, Colette, think that was I don't know if he did. You're there was up a, on, yeah. a, on, on a lot of the sadomasochism in yeah, here. Yeah. But there's also a lot of like bondage in the costumes mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the the leather, the metal, um, kind of uh, gold accents in it as well. Um, it kind of looks a little like utilitarian. Um, so I think that it's going to happen, but it's going to be, I think that there people are expecting like, I don't want to say. People are expecting like vanilla sex, right? But I think it's going to be more kink oh, when, yeah. it, when it when it shows up. In this, I want to be in, shocked. In the, I want to yeah. be Klingon boobies shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, one thing that I really like is all the Girl Scout badges they're giving them in this mirror universe. Yeah. Like <laughs> how many kills you've had, how do you make poison, mm-hmm. how to hack a computer. You that know, seems like a really fun troop. How many dicks you've sucked? Yeah, I can't yeah. wait till they sell cookies. I like how fast they're able to just redo their entire ship and all their costumes, <laughs> which is fine because it's you know it's, uh, they're it's they're They can do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I, that's fine. The, I don't uh, care about to that. An eye. Yeah, the, the <laughs> little bot outside spray painting or whatever. Oh yeah, I saw and that. taking that off was the like slightly ratchet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no one sees that dude like spray painting the little robot dude. Yeah, I was now, wondering where is their discovery. Yeah, so, where you know, they, it's if, in like the middle of the rift or something. I don't know. Uh, one thing I also noticed is that they hid all the non-humanoid uh, species from the Star Trek Discovery. They got them off the bridge. Yeah. Well, they talk about the Terran Empire. Yeah. And how the humans, like, killed all the... But isn't the robot lady, technically, she's human? She's just... We don't know what she is, I don't No, they, they've revealed... They described her as she's just uh, been augmented so much. That, that was an idea that they she's had. She's a robot. That was an, in an interview. They came up with a bunch of ideas. Astro- and that was, that was the one that I liked the best. That mm. No matter, like, whatever she needs to do, she can, like, add new stuff to herself. <laughs> and then there was, like, the intact one of hers on the the alternate ship um because i remember when michael burnham ran into her she you know kind of stopped for a moment and, and got oh shook. that's the, that's the redhead yeah the, so the redhead who has like the, oh, uh, yeah. the augmented the, uh, eyes yeah, yeah like that. she was on the uh mm-hmm. she was on michael burnham's original ship yeah and that and she's did she have because those things then or no no that was because of the war mm-hmm. starting but um they also, when Michael Burnham, when, he, when she kills James Franco and then the body just Connor. falls, whatever, and uh, the, whatever the, the uh, dude's name is, and, and then the, uh, okay, the turbo lift <laughs> opens, con, or, um, and the uh, turbo lift opens, they start to slow clap. Uh-huh. Like Lucas, <laughs> like they, and then they got, and then it gets louder and louder, and that was funny. They had a slow <laughs> clip. It was the, really. Some people spe- there there's is. some online speculation that uh, the Khan is actually going to be the emperor. <laughs> oh my God. 
How would he, how would that, that how doesn't would you even make, recognize him? Because he never went to they, the Botany Bay never went to sleep oh. in, in that universe that they uh, that the uh, that all the 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 rep, no, what are, uh, the augments, augments gained power. Botany Bay. Well, Botany when the Bay. Vulcan lands on Earth. Captain Archer, or no, 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 Zephyrin Cochran just takes a shotgun out and shoots him. <laughs> and uh, then they, like, raid the Vulcan ship. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in the Enterprise episode. I think it's in Amir Darkly, part mm-hmm. one and two. Yeah. That's great episodes. Uh, what about the torture boxes? Uh, the agony, agony booths. Agony booths, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, wouldn't you stop screaming after a while, Mark? I would think so. I think yeah. you would just get tired and pass out they or something. They must, like, right? do it just enough. Yeah, like I'm, sure that, I'm sure that they figured out how to do that. They have warp speed drive. They know how to go faster than light. If you really wanted to torture Brian Sweeney, force him to watch reruns of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I watch Star Trek Discovery. It's not Is this terrible. a show you're going to watch reruns of? Though? It's more just, like, dull and boring like there's it's they take so long to do anything Mm. and they spend so much time like showing off things instead of like having characters talk to one another and there's no moment to like slow down and have like a discussion like um the fourth or fifth episode where michael and sarah like have a discussion and he's like I'm afraid of you and he's mm-hmm. like I, you're death or whatever and then they have a, the little talk and she gives them the telescope and like those things are very much needed the, because they, matter. they super matter it like you, the world just like Lorca talking to Anthony Rapp uh, in the uh, before, before in the last episode where he's like look what I he's like this is what I want and he's like shows and he's like look at this we could go all over the place and he's like but first we he's like we just have to get rid of this and then I want to explore and stuff and that's what you need. Like it's it's strange that they would make this show and just put all these like explosions and people running and all this stuff and not have moments mm. where they sit there and talk. Like in Next Generation, they would have like the poker game or they would be in ten forward and like Data would ask Jordy, like, Why do humans blah blah blah? Why do you guys like to date or whatever? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, Data and and like things like when um uh, a crew member died on the next generation and data said uh did you know her well and Riker's like mm. he's like not really how about you and he said why do you ask and he's like well you asked me he said yes but why does it matter when someone dies how well you knew them shouldn't the loss of a human life be the same and he's generally asking because he said like I've been noticing mm-hmm. on the ship, everyone's been saying how well they knew her or didn't know her, and why does that matter? And he all says, should be the same, right? And now. he says, like, perhaps you're right, Data, then human history would be a lot less bloody. And it's like, there. That is a great, tiny little scene that tells, that gives you a nice little Sounded like all thing, lives matter to me. Quick little thing about... <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, he also said, I uh, fuck the NFL. I, I, I forgot that part. Um, and he said Ka- Kaepernick's a bum. And I was like, Rick, what are you doing? It's 1991. <laughs> but, um, like, those little things. And, like, you know, like, you learn about character because when he asked Riker, how well did you know her? And he's like, well, uh, he like, he gets a little like look mm-hmm. on his face and he says something that you're like, oh, they fucked <laughs> like, well, because he's Riker. And then he's like, uh, but not, not, he's like, he's like, 
He's like, I, he's like, I knew her like a bit or something. And then he's like, butt. not really. Yeah, he's like, I fucked that ass. I was well, all in you, her Data? torture box. Well, that, he goes, how well did I know her? Smell my fingers, Data. Well, that's all. That's Agony what makes, butt. That's what makes Star Trek special is that quest for like finding humanity. What does it mean to be a human? We see that's why people resonate with Spock, with Data, with Seven of Nine, you know, of all these people. They're like, who are yeah. you? And like, what are you trying to become? And Michael Burnham. Yeah, is like, supposed why to represent that for us. was raised... Uh, by Vulcans, and she is a human, but that like never comes into play except for her Vulcan kung fu, like mm-hmm. or they're just like Sarek's here for some reason, like and but it's never like she's not very Vulcan for a person who was raised by Vulcans. Yeah, and it's yeah. never like a moment where she has like I'm sorry, that's my Vulcan side. She has emotions. Or, yeah, well, she also had a she, she hugs had a, she had a, a mother, um, you know, a, you know, Sarek's wife was a, a yeah, human. but uh, Spock so, was her but, sister, but she brother. Says that Georgianu uh, Michelle Yao, she's like the mother figure, mm. way more than Mia Kirshner was. Mm. Or, uh, well, why'd Amanda, why'd you kill Mia Kirshner? <laughs> Wasn't on purpose. <laughs> no. Remember when, yeah, and then she sword fought that Vulcan, and, or Klingon. She didn't mm. kill her. The Klingon killed her. That's true. The and sword ate her, remember? Klingons oh, yeah. don't and kill people. Her. Swords kill people. <laughs> Klingons <laughs> don't take prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would really like to see, you know, in upcoming episodes of Star Trek Discovery, more world building. I, I thought it was really fun, actually, to see those kind of... Um, armadillo people who are obsessed with the well in the pilot episode. Mm. I wanted to learn more about their culture. You know, one thing that uh, Next Generation did really well was in you know episode after episode, we were introduced to weird species with their own sort of idiosyncrasies mm. and rules, and how mm-hmm. Star Trek, the, you know, the the you know John Luke Picard and his mm-hmm. crew manage that sure and we don't really have except for that planet with the trees who had the tower mm-hmm. but that you the, that, really, like, that you didn't it know it didn't make any we sense we didn't really like, bond with them yeah. and, it, it's, yeah. and yeah. part of it is like it feels like they they're having a party and they don't want to invite anybody mm-hmm. to it well the thing is though too is the way we yeah. watch television now is much different than the way we used to so when you be in watch next generation you know you catch it once a week you know and then it'd go on hiatus over the summer and so you'd want to have that individual episode that you can kind of get into and then move on these you know and but if now, you missed it yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't now i have no deal. idea what's going and, on and that's, that's the big thing and that was one of the criticisms with um uh, deep space nines mm-hmm. they had like these over you know these long story arcs but now they're seeing you know because they just celebrated their 25th mm-hmm. anniversary of, of its premiere uh, uh most recently they did some interviews with the cast and they're talking about how of all the other star trek episodes or uh, shows that it's one of the ones that really holds up now to Binge yeah, watching because yeah. you can follow like that Deep whole Space Dominion, Nine. Deep Space Nine because you can oh. follow that whole Dominion War. Whereas before, you kind of like if you didn't watch it every episode, uh, you know you might miss out on it because and the so, reset mm-hmm. button. Like that, yeah. because that is like that's the other thing of like the char- You introduce the characters and then they get into a problem. Mm-hmm. They solve the problem. Things are back mm-hmm. to how they were in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then the next week episode starts and you introduce the character and like you go on and go on. And so every so often like Harry Mudd shows up again mm-hmm. or the Borg show up. Like they would have like every cue comes in, but it, it wouldn't be that you had to make sure that you saw every single episode. Mm-hmm. So they'd have like a previously on. Mm-hmm. But that is like a huge that is like a problem, right. I guess. But if it works, it works. And I feel like a big, uh, one of the big problems is that a lot of shows now don't have much story to tell. But they're given like thirteen episode orders or whatever. But they only have like four or six episodes of 
of content mm. and but they're like but we but you know but we also want to like make money and so give the people so, it so they don't like say like but let's figure stuff out they come up with these like points instead of writing to like deadlines of being like we have to write 24 fucking episodes this year and like you just constantly churn them out and you just mm. hope that it works but they don't have an engine also for star trek discovery the show itself what like do you mean you don't have an engine? they don't have um they don't have the characters that can be put sort of in, like a uh, supernatural they <laughs> it's it's two guys two it's two brothers in a car they go they find them they uh, uh someone's having a problem with monsters they find the monster they find out how to stop it mm-hmm. they stop the monster they're on their way that's an engine you can put anything you want you can put like angels and demons mm-hmm. and all this other story but you can also take it out and just have a normal standalone episode mm-hmm. and star trek discovery doesn't really have that because we don't know what this is and we don't know what the characters are and we don't know what its mission is like we don't know what the discovery is they keep saying like what are they this is a warship well first this it is was a warship. science vessel yeah, and then, yeah but even that they didn't say like they've mm-hmm. never said like what are like the orders it's never order. matter because they just disobey the orders like poe dameron and every other fucking but maybe captain. it's like seinfeld in space it's a you know space show about nothing <laughs> but see, <laughs> you perhaps. need to open your mind see up. but seinfeld had an engine mm-hmm. that was and that's the four the and characters then, and then yeah. you put them in a situation and then they get out of the situation it's mm-hmm. carvana get a quote of like uh, put find some people, put them in trouble, and figure out how to get them out of it. People love that story. Mm-hmm. They never get tired of it. And that's the 100% truth. That's what drama is. That's like all we want constantly is like introduce us, put them through terrible things that we don't really want them to go through because we like them, and then show us how they are on the other side. And then start over or whatever or have a reason why you keep moving but so how is dr culver gonna get his groove back by meaning that uh, his spinal cord and his ability to be alive well uh you luckily don't have you luckily have the anthony rap uh you have stamets who's could be anything like he, he's a god, he could be he Gary can, Mitchell, and he yeah. just will him back to life. I think that he will eventually do that. But well, it's interesting that he was just like you know he's his his husband or boyfriend or partner gets murdered right in front of him, and then he's just like shouts out like the enemy is near. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's not aware of anything, or he's mm-hmm. too aware. We don't know what happened. He's in like, an altered the, state. The other thing, but if your boyfriend wills you back to life, he's never going to let it go. Yeah, and also, you can never break up with him. Like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time I willed you back to life? You're never going to find another dude who'll do that for you. Can you pick up my prescription for me? I mean, I willed you back to life, but if you don't want to go to the Walgreens, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love how Brian is like, the, the annoying thing that <laughs> He gets partners to do is pick up medicine for him. I always pick up medicine. I'm just seeing like endless blow jays, you know. It's going to be like, uh, oh, you don't want to go down on your knees tonight, huh? Remember that time you were dead? I willed you into this life. I can will you out. <laughs> oh, my God. Is he my mom? <laughs> Trigger. Uh, what's going to happen with Ash and, and uh, Michael Burnham? I mean, is there, do they have any future in a relationship? He is so blah. 
You're, you're, over, I mean, you're ready to break you up with him. You were for a minute, though. Yeah. I mean, he was cute, but he then he attracted. talked. He's attracted. Yeah, now he's got like a Brooklyn accent yeah. or something. He's, he's, just, little, he's like, we got to get out of this universe over here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think <laughs> they hired him. It is. It's talking. true. It I weird. think they hired him Mr. for his Cottail. looks. Mr. Cotta. I hey, gotta get out of these universe. Hey, I think I'm a Klingon over here. Like it's I, so weird. I think it's hard because like Michael has to play like the straight man, you know, for mm-hmm. for uh, excuse that gendered, uh, you know, uh, language. But so he his character has to like be more passionate and interesting. But he's a terrible actor. Yeah. So it's just like, but could you she, die already? But also, oh, I, I think that's what's gonna happen. I, I don't I think so. I don't know necessarily if he's a terrible actor, which he he's limited at least. But they also don't really. Well, they give him more than anyone, probably, but, yeah. like, Michael it's Burnham... interesting-ass backstory. Come on. Michael Burnham is boring as hell. Like, yeah. we want to like her because she's the protagonist. We're mm-hmm. like, yay, but she's a fucking rock. Like, she doesn't yeah. do anything. Like, that's the problem with Michael Burnham is all of her, like, emotions and shit are on the inside. And so it's like, oh, but that's, like, a Maybe Vulcan. Maybe we'll see but them in the mirror universe. I guess. I mean, she's about, she's getting dug out by Tyler when it, as as it ends. <laughs> she He grabs her, and they're grinding, and his big, thick, meaty, Klingon-made, human, uncircumcised cock is rubbing <laughs> up against you her it? big... Beefy <laughs> clitoral hood, <laughs> right? And then There's he children is, Oh, to I'm this. sorry. And then they fuck, and so and then they. So he just the, rubs the dick there for a while before he, he even puts it in there. He's a Klingon. That's what Klingons do. They're all about foreplay. Yes, they beat they each other up. The so, women, the yeah, women beat rough. the shit. They beat I knew each they other was up. kinky. I seen it. They draw blood on each other. <laughs> I know a freak when I see one. You should see <laughs> the real a freak. There's a, the first episode in Deep Space Nine where uh, Klingon. Or where Worf and Dex fuck each other. Dex is she's like a humanoid mm-hmm. woman. She's like not like Klingon. Mm-hmm. She has a thing on her head. Anyway, <laughs> but when she comes out, she just got bruises covering her entire body. The and and, and, Cl- and Worf's like, oh, she couldn't handle it or whatever. She says. <laughs> I don't know what she said. I don't know how he was fucking Troy, but that's probably why they broke up. Because Troy was just in traction all the time. <laughs> and Dr. Crusher's like, again? And she's like, well, no, you know, oh, if I'm sorry, Beverly. Yeah, maybe maybe you can like tell when the punches are coming, the sex punches. <laughs> and you're like, Woof, With the exception it. of the uh, Klingon boobies, uh, it, it does feel like a very asexual Star Trek in some ways. Like all the gay kisses yeah. happen during the calamity. Star Trek's never been really sexy. They've no, never had that is about not the Deanna Troy's much, mother really. was always she was just that naked. Was like Deanna or, Troy. That was five seasons in. You know, uh, well, four seasons. No, yeah. it, are we going to see nude characters where their species has to? be nude like the Ferengi the women if, have to be naked if Gene Roddenberry was still alive <laughs> this would be the most disgusting show ever made like it would be <laughs> repulsive Why do you he, say that even way? to you yes because his his like view of the future was just a like 60 year old rich guy in California who wants to uh, swing all the time and have as many orgies as possible which is he did which he did and he's like 
oh, well, in the future, uh, people just uh, have sexual relations with each other, and it's not really a big deal. It's like saying hello, and you have as many as you want, and it's fine, and, and you have as many as you want with uh, as many species as you want, and nudity is not a big deal, and men wear skirts and shit like that, and so I can only imagine. Yeah, and so, like, if he just kept living and kept just, he like, Hugh Hefning it, I can't imagine what his disgusting, like, enema-filled show would be. Oh, my. <laughs> that is very specific. Brian. It was going to be mostly oh enema. Give Star him a new word to start the fleet, huh? Yes, fleet. Nice. <laughs> that was the, uh, yeah, that's the... Uh, oh, my God. Thank you so much. Yes, I want to thank the Academy. Uh, oh, before we go. <laughs> uh, Black Mirror Star Trek episode. Yeah, yes, Everybody's talking Callister. about yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to talk about it a little bit? I guess it's it. You know the the Black Mirror episode series is sort of like a edgier science fiction. It's like Twilight similar, Zone. Similar to anthology. Twilight Zone. Yeah, dealing with technology a lot of times. And in this specific episode, we have a computer programmer who's kidnapped artificial intelligences of his coworkers made from DNA that he snuck out of the office. Mm-hmm. And these artificial intelligences are being tortured because he wants to recreate classic Star Trek episodes with them. It's hilarious. And it stars the yeah. mother from How I Met Your Mother and uh, Liam McPoyle from Always Sunny and Westworld. And the villain is from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Jesse Plemons, yeah. also from Fargo mm-hmm. Season 2 mm-hmm. and uh, some movie with Molly Shannon, I forget. And I think what I really appreciated about that episode was the way that they point out that even though Star Trek has a lot of egalitarian, humanistic, you know, progressive ideologies, it still can resonate with really fucked up antisocial elitist people. Um, I guess somebody in Trump's cabinet. Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. Miller. I don't know. And then it said. What about and him? So Stephen Miller was a Star Trek fan. He He's was a, a geek in, 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 in grade school and high school. There's a picture and of that, him in the Starfleet. And then all of a sudden, he, like he's a sophomore in high school or a junior, or a freshman or something like that. And he goes up to his Latino friend who used to enjoy Star Trek with. He's like, I can't be friends with you anymore because you're Latino. And he's just like, what? And so all of a sudden, you know, he's 31 years old. He's an advisor to the president. And that's old for high school. And he's very, (laughs) well, he grew up, you know. As we all do. And he's super racist. And it's just kind of. He's super racist. He's the architect of the Muslim ban. Like mm -hmm. every single awful thing that you've heard Trump Mm -hmm. do that wasn't like his synapses dying and firing off random words. And he's like, oh, you know what we should do? Rape a penguin with a woman. And then we're like, oh, no, he's terrible. That's him. But, yeah. like, the other stuff that is, like, the policies and shit, that's mostly Stephen Miller. And, and the weird, it's stuff is it's weird because it's like he was a Star Trek fan and then all of a sudden he just went, you know, cuckoo. But well, this was he is, just, like, on Reddit a lot? Or, like, was it that kind of, like, Red Pill? I don't know how you can like Star Trek, but it's something that is a normal, because a lot of, because there's... People uh, see what they want to see sometimes. Yeah, because you you also see, I see it all over the place with, like, these crazy... I liked Oprah's speech. Yeah, but that was, that's just... (laughs) And then retweeted it and pandered to the organization, which is funding her father's, like, accusers. Mm -hmm. Yes. She was giving money, did she? No, but, but she like tweeted that. But when you're like uh, when you're growing up and like watching a thing, like I don't under it's I I don't feel it's like like I feel like Star Trek is something that is in, like insidiously kind of like mm-hmm. teaches you not insidiously, but like it's 
it's feeding you like morals Humanism. and stuff, but there's like some sugar on it. But at the same time, you also have to kind of want to have your mind you expanded a little. Whereas like it's a prime directive, you have to want to have warp speed technology and to be part of the Federation. Yeah. Otherwise you're stuck on the planet of your own short side. Yeah. Or just be like, yeah, humans can be like that. We can be better or whatever. Whereas like Rambo is like fucking America is awesome. And that speaks to a part inside of us, but I don't think that we would then shape our beliefs necessarily. Or policy. Yeah, into like, you know what we should do? You know, strap a few bullets on ourselves and then get like a machine gun and go re and then win the Vietnam War finally in part two. And I've never really understood that aspect of, of how somebody who's very narrow-minded or intolerant or selfish um, can enjoy a very uh, a, a television program who has very much the opposite values until I saw that Black Mirror episode where this guy is basically torturing these artificial life forms uh, with his desire to be the captain of the ship. I, I understand that, and I understand enjoying, like, swashbuckling episodes or whatever, but once you start, like, moving out of, just moving to, like, there's episodes of Star Trek where they just are, like, fucking pointing at you, like, telling you, like, hey... This is bad. Like, judging people like this is bad. And, like, this is bad. Mm. And it's, like, very, it's, I mean, it's, like, right up, it's, like, Sesame Street, like, type of moralistic sometimes. There's, like, no subtlety. Like, he's got black on that side of his face, and I have it on this side. Therefore, we hate each other. And it's, like, that's stupid. And it's, like, aha. And so it's, like, (laughs) but. He's referencing one of the uh, original series Star Trek episodes. Would that be your last battlefield? I was still on Black Mirror, so I was like, huh. But it, so it's one of the more uh, ridiculous premises mm. of Star Trek is they find a planet that's uh, at war, racial war. The, two, oh. the planet blows up. Oh, you guys up and have told me about this, yeah. and it was just they were like they were the same basically, but it was just like what side of the face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was white. It was white other. actors with mm-hmm. the left side of their face. <laughs> You know, titanium white mm-hmm. and the right side uh, jet black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frank Gorshin, the Riddler from Batman, was one of them. But um, yeah, and then they fight. Uh, they're the last uh, species, and they the last of their own species, and uh, they kill each other because they just because hate. That's what happens. But there's like stuff of like the Vietnam War like allegories. I understand like not catching those, but it just seems like it's so baked into Star Trek that mm-hmm. it's like. Nothing about what we're saying is conservative. Every we are talking about a socialist, communistic almost like one world government where and that is what our utopia is. That's the problems of man. There is no money. Like it's all of these like ideas that are put on there are weird that you would be okay with them. But if you're just like, I love Tribbles, but that wasn't who he was. Like, he was wearing, like, a Spock outfit. And I've seen, like, memes and shit that's like, Spock would be Republican. It's like, no. I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be Democrat. It wouldn't be anything. These are the many. I think that's why, and I just want to kind of leave it at this, is that, you know, you really can't rely on celebrities and entertainers to dictate government policy. Oprah 2020. (laughs) And part of it is, you know, Oprah gave this, and, and Colette, you had this wonderful uh, analysis of that moment. Uh, can you talk a little bit about yeah. it? Oprah well, gives a speech. Yeah, so she, uh, Oprah gave a speech at the Golden Globes on Sunday, uh, and in it she she urged women to speak truth to power, um, 
and for people to believe women and respect them. And, uh, you know, the big hashtag that came out of that was like, hashtag time's up. She said, you know, time's up for these people who have been exploiting people of color, uh, people of different sexualities, sexual orientations, uh, who are sexually harassing people. She's like, time's up for those people. That old regime is kind of falling away. And I thought it was very ironic that Oprah gives this speech and where she's saying, you know, listen to women, believe women. And for years, she said, and she said even uh, a couple days ago, that she's not interested in running for president. And everyone's like, oh, run for president, Oprah. And it's like, she's telling you, believe me, I've said these things. I'm not interested. And they're like, please save us. You know, can we please lie in your mammy titty? Can you please clean up the mess that this white man made? Um, and so it's just like such disrespect of like her wants her or believing her and what she said in the past. And it just kind of shows like how this country is. It's like, oh, well, when she gets in there, she'll like it. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was disrespect of her wants and needs in that she said that she did not mm-hmm. want to yeah. run for president. She said this years and years and years. Because they changed the conversation. She's just like, these are the issues we have to pay attention to. This is what we want to focus on. Oh, run for president. Yeah. Like, uh, what about these people? These things that she's you know, actually talking about. What about these about? things? How are we working on Well, this Stedman, who's mm-hmm. obviously the brains of this couple, uh, yeah. said <laughs> that he thinks that she would really... Be and then really two days later, president. Gail said no. But let's clarify. Yeah, but that's that's her, Gail's her real husband. Interviewed on the red carpet about mm-hmm. it, and he's just like, "Why not?" He's yeah. like, "What's that?" He's just shoving free food in his mouth. And he's like, "What mm, cheese things? These are good. <laughs> These are good. Sure, uh, why anywho, not? <laughs> did you see Doug Jones who plays Saru? He was also at the Golden Globes. Yeah, he won Alabama. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was sitting next to Sally Hawkins. Uh, yeah, she fucked a fish. Hey, she fucked him. It was him. Uh, yeah. yeah, Saru. <laughs> they Saru. were sitting real close to each other. Yeah, Saru with his retractable penis. Saru slapped it. Down. Was he the alien in Chicken Yeah, he, was, he, play, he played the he fish. Just, just playing all the aliens. Speed Watch out. of fish. Yeah, Watch threat ganglias. He, speaking of fish, they yeah. show Sally Hawkins vag. Well, they don't, but they show her in a merkin. And uh, they <laughs> fuck totally. And they show it in up-close, hardcore penetration. It's a 25-minute long scene, <laughs> and then it just what ends. What movie is this? Uh, the Shape of Water. Mm. Oh, the, the Shave? The Shape of Cum. The, the Shave of Water, <laughs> and the, the water is cum. The Shape of Cum in the Water <laughs> and was the original title. And then first he shaves, he's like, we have That's to do something s- about that bushy or Sally, and he shaves her, and then Richard Jenkins is like, oh, dear, and then he fucks her real hard. That's beautiful. Mark's obsessed Thank with you. actually... There actually are. It's a whole kind of video <laughs> on oh, porn, porn tube, you, it, porn hub? like Pornhub or you, whatever those things. Oh, are. the Hamilton that they have on there, the bootleg of Hamilton. The no? What? The, there's like a Hamilton like bootleg on on Pornhub. They oh, did yeah. the yeah. Hamilton the musical. Mm-hmm. You can watch the whole thing yeah. on Pornhub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, somebody, like, yeah. There's a thing where guys like they jerk off into a, into a glass of water, and so you see the you know, the, and what it looks like is like it's like a cum shot, but because it's in water, it's like slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. It, 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 it's, a, it's like when they shoot like a bullet. Yeah. And you see all the, all and then, the and guns then it's, uh, And then, uh, you know, extra bonus points if they drink the bonus water afterwards. Yeah. What do okay. they get bonus points from? You right. know. Uh, we want to remind you. Uh, you, dear listener, that uh, what the track is made possible because of your generous support. Uh, if you want to uh, hear the microphone stop cracking during the podcast, <laughs> uh, please consider uh, making a donation so we can upgrade. Our microphones. Go to feastafun.com slash donate and uh, or consider becoming a plus member and listen to all our episodes of What the Trek 
on feastoffun.com at feastoffun.com slash plus. You can also visit our store at feastoffun.com slash store and get yourself a t-shirt. We've got, uh, what is a, what are some of our sci-fi theme ones? We have uh, Drag Wars, The Shade Awakens. <laughs> I actually have another uh, design that we made, uh, Boldly Mo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that one's good. But uh, we haven't actually put it up for sale yet. That'll be up, so check I know, the final front queer? Front queer, is that what you wanted? Or? I, like I, I, I like Boldly Mo, but then I came up with, I thought Final Front Queer. Uh, Where no didn't we put testicles have gone before. We need these out for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want one? We'll get some made for you. Yeah. Hey, Brian Sweeney, Colette Gregory, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Always Thank a pleasure. You. I like you You're in awesome. both universes. Oh. Yes. Thank you. Even but which, the evil which, which Fausto is talking now? Uh-oh. The yeah. bad evil one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such happy memories of torturing you. <laughs> and we'll be back next week uh, covering episode, uh, I guess, 11, right? Where we'll go further into the Mirror Universe. I think we might spend the rest of the season in the Mirror Universe, as I'm guessing. They're right? thinking uh, they're going to wrap it up in the next episode. Oh, no. They're in, the talk. Uh, uh, Tyler and Michael are in a post-coital haze, and they're holding one another in the teaser. If she gets pregnant, what will that baby be like? Oh no, he pulls out and shoots on her face. <laughs> and they showed that they, the script leaked. I apologize for everyone out there with sensitive ears. Your mother doesn't listen to the show. That's how she, Klingons. Do. She don't even know I'm on this show. Happy Glitter Day! Glitter Day is this Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's a LGBT or people who are friends of LGBT folks. It's a holiday we made up, uh, but you, it's very real, and you can just do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. That's an easy holiday to do. Go. Watch those uh, water cum videos that Mark is into. That's how you celebrate Glitter Day. Yeah. <laughs> glitter Day. Happy Glitter Day to everybody. Happy Glitter Day, Brian Collette. Happy Glitter Day, all of us. Every one of us. Mm-hmm. And that uh, goatee looks fabulous on you, Thank you, honey. Mm. It was actually the Merkin from uh, oh. Chicago. Yeah. Doug Jones put a hole in it. I bought it on eBay. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. You guys are crazy.